Hello, everyone. Welcome to Let's Go Up, podcast edition. Where we explore the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. We're your hosts. I'm Dean. I'm Kratos. Today, we're going to talk about timeless. Timeless. Yes. Ooh. 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 Timeless. So excited. Mm. One of my favorite subjects. Better get started then, so we don't run out of time. (laughs) Time. Okay. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Time is of the essence, Dean. How many more time puns do you have? <laughs> Not very many. I <laughs> hey, just wanted to say, if this podcast is encouraging to you, consider liking or subscribing. And if you're trying to find more about us, head on over to our website, letsgoup.us. Cretus, I saw this week on your Instagram feed a story about your daughter at the hockey rink. Oh, yes. It's pretty cool. This kid. It happened. <laughs> So she's at the hockey game yeah. in town with her dad, and they during an intermission they go into um, the gift shop, and she sees these pucks. Oh, I want a puck so bad! A hockey puck, a hockey puck. Okay. Oh, but but she didn't have enough money for the hockey puck. Right. Oh, but she wanted it, and her dad's like, "Well, you know, you can buy one cheaper. You can just go to the store somewhere else. Right. <laughs> Don't worry about it." <clears throat> oh, I really, you know. So she hung out by the hockey pucks for the whole intermission, and then the very next period. What comes hurtling through the air almost immediately towards her is the game puck. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Which dad rescued her from being smashed by it with his... Yeah, it didn't hurt her or anything, No, but she got the puck and she she just couldn't believe... I can't believe how cold it was and how it was still wet and it was still cold and it's just... Of course it's cold. It came from the ice. (laughs) Fresh. (laughs) Fresh. Fresh off the ice, you know? Uh It's almost like she willed it into existence, like wanted this puck so bad and couldn't afford it. Nope, can't have it. And God's just like... I'll get you a puck. I'll get you one. But this one was even cooler. The ones in the store were just regular. This one had the logo of the uh, hockey team on it and okay. yeah, very official. And it, oh, her favorite part, it still had the dent, had a dent in the side of the puck from where he had hit it with his stick. Okay. Because it was fresh. They hadn't used it yet. So it had the one dent from the the hit. So this is a very special little gift she got. <laughs> <laughs> that kid of yours has a way with God. Yeah, I hear hear that she's also really good at praying for weather. Oh my goodness. You know how you can pray without saying words? It's like the groans of the Spirit. Okay. (laughs) Intercession. Is that a stretch? (laughs) Anyways, no, our friends, they were getting married, uh, or they were at a wedding, sorry, in Saskatchewan, and they had all the family from all over the country came, and they were going to get the wedding photo slash sort of reunion photos of everybody. Mm -hmm. But as they were all setting up, this huge, dark, ominous storm cloud starts coming towards them. You can see the rain. Yeah. And it's just the whole, you know, Saskatchewan, you can see everywhere. It's just, there's no escape. You can see your dog running away from home for three days. Pretty much. So this storm is coming very fast and there's no lights on the end of this tunnel. So our friend quickly texts me. She's like, get Haley to pray. Haley prays. The storm just stops 
immediately. And the photographer was like, this, this was the most epic lighting for the photos. I couldn't believe it. it was so beautiful, the backdrop. So we're talking like two provinces away. <laughs> they texted yeah, you to yeah. have your daughter pray for the yeah. weather. We were in a little boat once and we could see a storm coming. And we were far from the, from the shore. And I'm like, oh, no, there's rain. And it was, it was a, a big storm coming. Haley just looks at it, stop. And it just stopped. Just really, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> the wind and the sea obey, <laughs> as, as they said about Jesus. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's been very, very fun. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dean, actually, before we get started, I yeah. wanted to ask you, for those of you who aren't watching, who are just listening, in our studio here, there's a little um, ledge. And it's full of all these little eagle statues, all right. different kinds, yep. um, different colors. I've been meaning to ask you, what's with the eagles, Dean? What's with the eagles? Well, I have a thing for eagles. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> How many do we have here? There's probably 17 or 18 okay. of them. Yeah. They come from all over the world. I've been collecting them for a while. And my very first one came from my wife. It was a Christmas gift. And then after that, I started looking for them in stores and shops and ordering them online. So the furthest away, I'm going to say China, Indonesia, uh, but all over the world. Oh, and there's one here that glows in the dark. It's from Ukraine. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. <laughs> A beacon of light. Yes. Hmm. So just little eagle statues. And they remind me of the prophetic and they remind me of an eagle's nest where you... You bring people and mentor them in the prophetic. It's oh. always been a dream of mine. Wow, nice. Yeah. Dean's dreams. Yes. <laughs> we have a whole whole series on Dean dreams. A whole series. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a whole series. Oh, well, should we get started here? Because yeah. we, might, we might run out of time. <laughs> there we go again. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say that one? <laughs> you said it. <laughs> yeah, tell me about this idea of timelessness. You you had said, I want to talk about time, timelessness. Yeah. Tell me where this kind of started. For me, it started with the idea of there being two worlds, right? Of course, there's the world that we live in, which we all know is governed by time. Mm. Well, that's questionable. You talk to some of these theorists and these, what are these really smart people called with their... <laughs> Smart people. The smart people. Even they kind of argue about time. It, is time an illusion? Does it even exist? It depends how you look at it. Depends on your perspective and the whole. You know. So I bet though, when they look in the mirror, <laughs> <laughs> there's no question. <laughs> as yeah. smart as they are, respect them. <laughs> Sometimes you can overthink something. Maybe. You can. Yeah. <laughs> mm. But then there's the eternal world, and the eternal world is timeless, time without end. I've done a lot of thinking about these two worlds, the time-bound world and the timeless world. Mm. There's some scripture verses that talk about it and that indicate that we could go farther than we probably ever imagined when it comes to entering into or stepping into the timeless realm, even here and now. So, Oh, yeah. that sounds like it's going to be good. Ooh. Ooh. Fascinating. Yes. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm just going to read a couple of scriptures to get us started, and then we can just kind of talk. and okay, It's like the warm-up stretch, right? Warm-up stretch, and that's right. Word. Yeah. Good. 
In order to talk about time, we have to talk about light. Okay. Yeah, the sun. Is this, what, is this where we're, we're starting? We'll talk about the sun. The face of God. The face of God. There you go. Yeah. Okay. First John 1, 5. This is the message we have heard from him and announced to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. And there's another similar one in James 1.17. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. So God is made out of light. Pure light. Pure light. Pure, flawless light. So much so that the first verse that we just read there says that in him there is no darkness at all, zero darkness. And the second verse says there's no variation or shifting shadow. Mm. So the light of God evidently is so powerful and so perfect that when it shines on you, it's wraparound. There's no shadow behind you. There's no shadow. There's no shifting. Mm. It's absolutely flawless, perfect light. Wow. It's almost like it like bends and moves, too, yeah. right? Like, Well, but light can bend, yeah. can it not? Yeah, because if you're standing behind a light source, you, you can see a shadow forming on this side, yeah. just from the light we have. Mm-hmm. With God, there's no, no With shadows. With God, there's no shadows. Mm-hmm. I've heard people that have gone to heaven say that one of the strangest things is that there's no shadows there. What an odd thing to notice. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're so used to seeing shadows. Yeah, that I would, that's true. I guess the something you're so used to suddenly not being there. Suddenly, when there's no shadows, they mm. notice it. Yeah. You know, there's no shadows here. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. It says here, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. Mm. So when he moves, even when he mm. moves, when the light source moves, the shadow doesn't shift. Yeah. Wow. There's no shadow. Well, I feel like we're off to a good start. <laughs> So God is made out of light. He is light. His light is so strong and a wraparound that there's no shadow mm-hmm. and there's no darkness in him at all. When God created the heavens and the earth, when you go back to Genesis, the first thing he did, of course, is he said, let there be light. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden God is releasing light because God is light. Mm-hmm. I think it's very natural that he would release what he is. Yeah. Because there's no sun at this time. There's no moon. There's no stars. There's nothing. He's just starting to create some stuff. Let there be light. So the big bang. The big bang (laughs) comes right from God. Yeah. Yeah. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless and desolate emptiness, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, the darkness. He called night. There was evening and morning the first day. So I think it's really interesting how the first thing that you see is this blob of matter. It says it's formless and void, but evidently somehow it's covered with water. Because it says the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the deep. So I'm just thinking to myself, if you've got a dark blob of matter covered in water hurtling through space or in space somewhere, if there's no light, it's going to be frozen solid, is it not? Because the temperature, <laughs> temperature of space is absolute zero. 
What, what is that? Minus 200 and... It's up there. <laughs> minus 200 and some yeah. degrees Celsius. It's super cold. Mm. That's why the Spirit of God had to hover over that because other than that, I mean, that would have been frozen solid. Like it's a solid blob of ice yeah. <laughs> hurtling through you know, space. I, I love the way you think when you read <laughs> when you read these things. You know, most people would just read that. Spirit of God hovering over the water and they just keep reading. You're like, wait a second, Earth... <laughs> Hurtling through space, no sun, <laughs> minus 278 degrees Celsius. Minus 270.42 degrees Celsius. That's absolute zero. Almost as cold as Saskatchewan. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing that the spirit was there because other than that, hmm. God's working with ice, solid block of ice. Okay. We're talking the ice age on steroids here, <laughs> Caritas. <Yeah. laughs> All right, all right. So we've got this block of water yeah. in space. Yep. Spirit of God hovering over this. Yep. Then the sun at some point, what, day four? Not yet. Not yet. We're not First there yet. First God says, let there be light. Let, yeah. So then he releases light. Mm-hmm. So light is coming from his face. God is light. Yeah. No sun yet. Nothing. No. no star. No sun, no moon, no stars. Mm-hmm. Just the light of God. Mm-hmm. He needs some light to work with. He's like, <laughs> shine a flashlight on this thing here. It's too dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have some light to work mm-hmm. with here. Mm. Then he starts saying things like, let there be an expanse in the middle of the waters and let it separate the waters from the waters. And there was evening and there was morning a second day. So you've got water, you've got light, and you're going to create an atmosphere, like a breathable atmosphere. Yeah. Mm. So now... On the third day, God says, let the waters below and the heavens be gathered into one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth and the gathering of the waters he called seas. Mm-hmm. So imagine what has to happen here. In order for the sea to be in one space, it requires gravity, correct? Mm-hmm. Because what keeps the sea from going up the land mm-hmm. is gravity. Mm-hmm. The thing that he had to do now is he had to start spinning start the world. Spinning. Mm-hmm. He has to start spinning the earth because a celestial object spinning creates gravity. We get gravity from the amount of spin that we have. Mm-hmm. Mm. So on day three, all of a sudden he's like, boop. Yeah. <laughs> there it goes, spinning. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Now we've got gravity going on. And everything that God does, he says, it's good. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it's good is because it's all proceeding from him. His nature is good. He's good. And so, of course, everything that proceeds from him that he creates is good because he's good. Mm-hmm. Very first description of God, he's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go figure. So good. <laughs> <laughs> Once he starts the earth spinning, then we start seeing the plants. And we talked about that a few weeks ago. Yeah. And evidently they're successful, mm-hmm. at least for a day. Yeah. <laughs> and then on the next day, and I just want to read this because this is really kind of where we want to get today. Then God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night. And they shall serve as signs and for seasons and for days and years. And they shall serve as lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth. And it was so. 
God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day, that's our sun, and the lesser light to govern the night, that's our moon. He also made the stars. God placed them in the heavens to give light on the earth and to govern the day and the night and to separate the light from the darkness, and God saw it was good. Well, now God has made a sun, he's made a moon, he's made stars, and he's created this uh, solar system that spins and revolves, and you've got planets revolving around a sun, you've got a moon revolving around the earth, the earth spinning, Mm -hmm. gravity. Mm -hmm. It says specifically here that it's for signs, for seasons, for days, and for years. So now we finally have time. Time. It has arrived. Time has arrived. The time has arrived. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Up until this point in time, (laughs) there's no record of time. Mm. Time comes from our solar system, the light of our sun, the spinning, the revolving. Every time we go around the sun one time, it's a year. Mm -hmm. Our planet turns once, it's a day. The moon creates the months, seasons, times, Mm. days, years. And now, instead of it being lit by God, Mm -hmm. the scene is being lit by the sun. So now we have a phrase that we see through the Bible all over the place called under the sun, everything that happens under the sun. Mm. Yeah, they talk about that a lot in Ecclesiastes, right? Yes. (laughs) This is where the crickets... (laughs) (laughs) As I'm trying to process all of that. (laughs) Very cool. Yeah, I don't think a lot of us think about where time came from or why we have time. Mm Mm-hmm. One time the father spoke to me and he said, it's all about the light source. Mic drop. (laughs) The light source of the sun creates time Mm -hmm. in our realm here. Even though the sun is a great mimic of the glory of God, which lit up the first part of creation, it's not perfect because the reason we have time is because the sun has an expiry date. Someday the sun will burn out, they tell us. I don't know how many billions of years from now, but if you have a light source that has a time limit on it, Mm -hmm. of course you're going to have time associated with whatever is spinning around it, correct? Mm -hmm. But if you have a light source that is timeless, like the face of God, God is timeless. He has neither beginning nor end. And of course you're going to have a realm that is timeless. Mm, Yeah. Now let's talk about us. Let's talk about our human creation. Genesis 2, 7, then the Lord God formed that is created the body of man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being, an individual complete in body and spirit. So what's really cool about this creatus is how it talks here about our body, which was created under the sun and our spirit, which is created eternal. I could tell this was going somewhere really good. So I'm... <laughs> So I heard a quote from Justin Paul Abraham. He says, we are multidimensional technology. Oh, I like that. Multidimensional technology. Yeah. So I want to do something just a little off the beaten path here. Ooh. I want to read from one of my favorite books, the book of Enoch. Oh, ooh. Ah. Ooh. (laughs) Ah. Okay. Book of Enoch. Yes. The book of Enoch is mentioned in the Bible 
or quoted from in the Bible over 300 times, Ooh. over 200 times in the Old Testament and over 100 times in the New Testament. Oh, snap. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So what do you got here for us? I want to read the same account in the book of Enoch. Yeah, okay. Because it's really interesting. On the sixth day, I commanded my wisdom to create man from seven consistent applications. One, his flesh from the earth. Two, his blood from the dew. Three, his eyes from the sun. Four, his bones from stone. Five, his intelligence from the swiftness of the angels and cloud. Six, his veins and his hair from the grass of the earth. That's interesting. Oh, that's why some of those veins are so hard to get IVs into. Teeny little <laughs> grass. <laughs> and seven, his soul from my breath and Whoa. from the wind. Wow. Yeah. I created man from spiritual and from the physical nature. So there's those two parts. Wow. And I placed him on earth like a second angel to be honorable, great, and glorious. And I appointed him as ruler on the earth and to have my wisdom. And there was none like him on earth of all my existing creatures. That's the account of the creation of man from the book of Enoch. But I love how it says... I created him from both the spiritual and the physical nature. So we have a body that's formed from the dust of the ground that is from the realm of time, but our spirit is created from the breath of life. The word spirit actually means breath. So every time that we breathe in, that's our spirit. Mm. Our spirit is contained in our breath. We breathe out, then we have to breathe back in again. And the very last time that we breathe, we breathe out and it doesn't come back in, right? Yeah. Our personality, everything is contained in our spirit mm. and our body just gives it a house mm. while we're on earth. Wow. It's, you could say our body is our earth suit. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about us is that we're at least dual dimensional, if not more. Who knows how many dimensions there are? There could be endless amounts of them. We don't know. Yeah. I feel like at this point we're just we're just going to leave that door open. I never want to be, you know, filling in the next page and, you know, understanding it completely. I always want to keep that mystery and keep that adventure there, you know. Eternity is a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Evidently, when we've been there for 10,000 years, we've only just begun. So, hmm. what do you think we're going to be doing for that long? I don't know, but I, I think it's going to be pretty fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Let me read you a couple of verses from the book you were talking about, Ecclesiastes, that talks about things that are happening under the sun. Verse 3, what advantage does man have in all his work which he does under the sun? Mm. Everything we do here outside of the kingdom of heaven and its influence on us is done under the sun, mm. under our earth sun under the light of the sun, under the system of the sun, under the time restraints of the sun, the seasons and the times and the days and the months and the years and the minutes and the seconds. Mm -hmm. It's all done under the sun, under the light source of the sun. Here's another one, verse 9. There is nothing new under the sun. But are we, are, are we under the sun, Dean? We're not really. We are, but we're not. <laughs> we are, but we're not. Mm -hmm. So under the sun, there might not be a whole lot new. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you what, in eternity, he's made all things new. Wow. 
And we're seated in heavenly we places. We are seated in heavenly places. Christ. Bam. Above the sun. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now that's a sound effect. <laughs> seated in heavenly places. Nothing new under the sun. Ah, but this is one thing I've found personally is the importance of looking at the old covenant and the old testament mm-hmm. through the lens of the finished work of Christ. Yeah. So when when I read Ecclesiastes and scriptures about, you know, under the sun, nothing yep. new. Yeah. It just reminds me it's so important to read it through that the new lens. Yeah. In the new lens, we've been seated in heavenly places. No. We're a new creation, something never before seen, kainos. We're a kainos new creation. Yeah. Why don't you quickly remind listeners this word kainos, if they've never heard it before. The word kainos means something never before seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So new creation life is a kainos life. Kainos life, yeah. Yeah. So as we were saying, there might not be much new under the sun, but under the light of the countenance of God, mm-hmm. eternity, there's a world of wonder, a timeless world of wonder for us to explore there. That's good. Which we will be exploring for yeah, ever. <laughs> well, I think too, you know, there's a couple of spots where it says to God, a thousand years is like a watch in the night just to sleep. Yeah. It just sort of puts it into perspective a little bit. Yeah. Like that's mind boggling. To me, the mind boggling thing is that we have been made with access to both of those worlds. Mm. We've been given a body from this earth, but we've been given a spirit. I'm going to read it right now, actually. So in chapter 3, the writer of Ecclesiastes starts a long list of things that are subject to time. It says, there's a time to live, a time to die, a time to sow, a time to reap. In verse 11, it says, he has made everything beautiful in its time, but he has also set eternity in the human heart. So there you go. Everything in its time, but in our hearts, he set eternity. Yeah this timeless realm, the dual dimensional part of our nature. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he has put eternity in the human heart. I wonder, you know how there's almost this like obsession in people to stay young and like this this idolizing youth. Like I wonder if there's something in our heart that just knows we're not meant to get old. Mm -hmm. Not that there's anything like, wrong with getting old but i just wonder like this yearning mm-hmm. that we've perverted in a way to idolatry and turned it towards self-focus yeah this inner yearning for time to not affect, affect our... us right like i know our daughter struggled with was time is going by too fast i can't already almost be a teenager we all know that it's not natural somehow mm-hmm. something has happened yeah the force of life was so strong on Adam and Eve that they lived for a thousand years almost. Mm, yeah. Only after the flood did the human lifespan start shortening. Yeah, interesting, hey? You look at original creation, like were we ever intended to die? Our intended bliss was to live in fullness of life and eternal life right from the start. And that eternity is still set in our heart. That's yes. one thing. So living here, yeah. Like, what does that look like to be here in this realm, but also there in the eternal? At the same time. Yeah, like 
I think in order to understand that realm, the realm of eternity, we need to talk a little more about the light source that's there. We might have already referenced these verses in a previous podcast, but I just want to say it one more time. Revelation 22, it says, There will no longer be any night. They will not have need of the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, because the Lord God will illuminate it. In Revelation 1, it says, In his right hand he held seven stars, and out of his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun shining in all its strength. So the face of God has enough strength in its light source to light up the entire creation and all of eternity. So what is eternity? What is heaven? Where is heaven? What does it look like? In order for it to be eternal, this is what it has to look like, in my estimation. All right, I'm ready. Just just coming from me, okay? okay? Heaven has to be a place that is not revolving around a sun because that creates time. It has to be a place somewhere where the only light source is the face of God. Because God is eternal, the light that comes from his face is eternal. And if that light lights up the place, it's eternal. Hmm. So whether it's a planet or a mass of (laughs) matter that's lit up by the face of God, that's the requirement. It's eternal. It's going to last forever because the light source is God. It's pure. It's a perfect light source. And that place is the place that we call heaven. Whether it's in this dimension or another dimension, wherever it is, however it is, (laughs) it's a place that God lights up. Mm. The incredible thing is that God has set that eternity in our human heart. We have a part of us that's lit by the sun. Hello, sun. Hello, sunburns. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) It's me. Sunscreen. (laughs) Protect ourselves from it. And we have a part of us that's lit by the face of God. Mm. That's eternal. Oh, you never get a burn. Never get a burn. <laughs> no sunburns there. <laughs> wow. So how can we live in both places at the same time? Well, I think probably most of us don't even know that the second place exists or what it looks like or how to find it. Or we don't believe that we can engage with it now. We have no understanding of it. We're letting the time here have a lot of authority over our life, you know, the time under the sun. I mean, that like the pressure is, and the... That at least gets a Mysterion, oh. at least. Okay, and for listeners who don't actually know what the word Mysterion means, because I didn't, can you give us a brief explanation of that as well? Oh, really? <laughs> We're going there, are we? <laughs> you did the rainbow chime. <laughs> the word Mysterion is the word mystery. It's used 28 times in the New Testament. Do you want me to read it? Yeah. I would love for you to read it, Dean. Mysterion, the secrets of God once hidden but now revealed, a mystery that can only be known through revelation. Mm. There you go. Paul said, I tell you a mystery. We will not all die. That's what we do here at Let's Go Up. Yeah. (laughs) Talk about those mysteries. Very cool. Living in this place with eternity in our heart, seated in heavenly places in Christ, above the sun, but here Mm -hmm. on earth as his ambassadors from a realm of light with no darkness, representing that, right? Representing a realm of light with no darkness. Representing, yeah, to a world with darkness. Full of darkness. Deep darkness covered the earth, right? Yeah. So I think it's important for us to realize that the word of God is timeless. It's so easy to let time 
have a say in our faith and our prayer life. That's one thing that God's shown me over the years. So our son has a neurological disability. We know Jesus talks about healing. Everyone that came to Jesus was healed. Mm -hmm. He says, lay your hands on the sick and Mm -hmm. they will be healed. Okay, son's diagnosed. Things start, you know, getting pretty challenging. Everyone fervently praying, this passion of prayer, right? When there's usually when there's an acute illness right away, it's passion. But what happens when 11 years goes by? Mm -hmm. If his word is timeless, then you wake up in the morning, you lay your hands on the sick, and they will get well. Mm-hmm. But 11 years went by, but I'm not under the time of this realm. Like there's faith is timeless. You can't be controlled by the time of this realm, even though you're in the body here, and have faith. Look at the pool of Bethesda. He's there for 40 years, this guy. 40 years, that's who you are. Mm-hmm. But Jesus, he walks into that room, that arena. And he destroyed that reality because it's not his reality. Because Jesus lived from the timeless realm, from heaven to earth, from eternity to earth. What if our prayers stopped being dictated by time? What would that look like? It would look crazy. (laughs) You just need to accept this. You know, it's been 11 years, and but his word hasn't changed. Yeah. Only thing that's changed is time. Choices people make. Well... Just give it time. You'll be okay with it. Just give it time. Everyone's okay with it after a certain amount of time. I have a question for you, Kritis. Just you saying that reminds me of a phrase that we say all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Time heals. We're giving the credit for healing. To time. time. Yeah. So a lot of these things that we grow up thinking are so normal, I think we need to stop normalizing them over our life, first of all, and just start normalizing the kingdom and eternity Mm -hmm. and be okay with looking and sounding a little bit crazy. (laughs) Time doesn't necessarily heal. The glory of God heals. Mm -hmm. The light of the face of God, the countenance of God, the glory of God, that will heal. That's good. Time doesn't heal. Part of my son's challenge is like, he can't go to school. I had to stop working. I was a nurse in a Mm -hmm. critical care unit because he needs full-time care, Mm -hmm. right? Um, school systems couldn't handle him, can't go to playgrounds. If someone shows up, we have to leave sort of thing. Like it's very constant every day. But I really felt God tell me, like, you can trust me. You can trust me. One day he opened um, up some batteries. He went into a remote control and pulled out the batteries and popped the tops open. They, they pop off. Did you know that? I didn't know that. <laughs> Apparently quite easily. And he poured the battery acid in his mouth. Okay. And swallowed a bunch of it. His whole mouth was black, like pitch black. And I thought he had gotten into a Sharpie. It was so black. Mm. And he was chewing on something that I thought was the Sharpie lid. This was, mind you, after turning my back for like 30 seconds. I, I kid you not. Okay. So he spits out of his mouth, not a Sharpie lid, but a chewed up battery. Okay. That was very hot. The Something happened. It got heated. Chemical reaction. Yeah. Anyway, so I threw him in the tub, rinsed him out, rinsed his mouth really well. And I remember sitting there, he's in the bubbles. I called poison control and they said, well, he's probably going to get some deep blister burns in his mouth. This is alkaline acid. And Mm -hmm. I'm sitting there on the counter in the bathroom while he's in the tub. And I just said to God, like, God, you said I could trust you. And I just got this vision in front of me and it was Mark 16. And I didn't know it. So I flipped open my Bible to Mark 16 and lay your hands on the sick and they will be healed. 
You they will, will drink, they will poison. drink deadly poison and not be harmed. And I look down at this boy in the bath, no redness, not one blister, not one mark, nothing. Wow. The word of God is timeless. Yes. Am I going to let the fact that years have gone by and I haven't seen in this realm, like the physical healing immediately affect what the word is saying? Don't let it dictate your faith. One thing that the father has been challenging me on is if you put faith into something, then it doesn't work out. And then you think you failed. The father's been saying to me, now abide these three things, faith, hope, and love. These three things live. They're living forces. Faith doesn't die just because a project doesn't work out. That's deep. (laughs) (laughs) Living forces. Yeah. The next time that I go to the next project and I put my faith towards it again, I can pick up where I left off. Mm. I can, that faith is still living. It still has hope attached to it. It still has love attached to it. Mm. We can pick up and we can move on from that point. It's never a waste to put yeah. faith into something because it lives. Yeah. It's wow. a living substance. The timelessness of it. I, Abraham, how many years? 40 years mm-hmm. waiting for Isaac? One question that I have can the eternal realm that is set inside of our heart have an effect on our existence in the time bound realm? Can time be changed or hacked? Can it be stopped or slow? Can it lose mm. its sting? Some of what we've been talking about is we've been talking about how time, it doesn't have to encompass our identity. If it doesn't have a voice in heaven, time isn't controlling things there. Oh, I'll be happy when this is over, kind of time-based thinking. What if we lived like that here? Because we are there. Okay, that statement you just made just blew my mind. I'm sorry. Do you have a blow your mind sound effect? Because I know you love the sound effects, Dean. Yes. (laughs) What you just said, you said, If time doesn't have a voice in heaven, why should we give it a voice here? Mm. Crazy thought. Let me read you this scripture. Psalm 103, verse 5. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagle. Whoa, the eagles, Dean. There we we go. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's interesting that he fills our life with good things. The goodness of God on our lives is supposed to be so remarkable and so significant that it alters time Mm. on us. I don't have language for it, but there's a key there somehow. So we tend to label and identify each other even by time. Gen Z, Gen X, Gen, everyone's all millennial, baby boomers. We take these generational timelines and we create identities out of time. Yeah, we're creating identity our identities you based on time. You fit into this. This is who you are. You are a millennial. Yes. You are, and yet you read in the word, and he says this thing that I don't know if we like get the power of this. There's neither male nor female. There's neither Jew nor Gentile. Mm-hmm. There's neither slave nor free. There's yeah. no millennial or baby boomer. You're all one in Christ. You can mm-hmm. be that united yeah. in him that all these worldly identifiers stop dictating. Mm-hmm who you are. We can be so in him and so one with him that the only thing we see and that we emanate is his radiance, his goodness, Mm -hmm. just like the only thing he saw and emanated was God's radiance and God's goodness. And if time isn't dictating Jesus... Time didn't dictate Jesus. Then Jesus actually said, 
I've been given this command from my father. I can pick up my life anytime I want, and I can lay it down anytime that I want. Jesus was not time-bound. And as he is, so are we in this world. As he is, actually, that's interesting. Not as he was. No, as as he he is. is. So not only was he not time-bound then, as he is now, even more so. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So are we in this world. That is crazy. Mind-boggling. I think I've said that, but mind-boggling. <laughs> I have a mind-boggling sound here pretty soon. I think there's an emoji for that, but not a yeah. <laughs> sound. <laughs> I have another question. Okay. What effect does rest have on time? And is it possible to live in a place of such light and rest that the effect of time is dampened even on our bodies? There are accounts out there. Mm-hmm. Listen, if a guy could live for three nights or whatever it was in the belly of a whale and some guys could end up in this extremely hot furnace and not come out ash, you know, (laughs) if the world could flood and this man could somehow collect animals two by two, like who are we to limit anything that that God God can can do, do. right? So I feel like if you hear something and you're just like, nope, too weird, like, do you, have you read this book? Because <laughs> God's not like limited to our normal. <laughs> no, he's not. There's some pretty odd stuff in the Bible. Right? Yeah. Some pretty weird stuff. Yeah. Paul said it very clearly. He said, I'm at a quandary. Am I going to go or am I going to stay? Mm, mm. One way or the other. It could go both ways. But he said, actually, I think I'm going to stay because you still need me. <laughs> Jesus said, I could right now call 10,000 angels and you would have no power over me unless it was given to you Mm -hmm. from above. That's called living in the timeless realm. Mm -hmm. So if we're going to live from the timeless realm, I think to me what that means is living in a place where the light of the countenance of God is shining on us and where we let that define us Mm -hmm. rather than letting the light of the sun and what happens under the sun define us. Mm. As far as our age, as far as our destiny, as far as what we're called to do, as far as the purpose of our life, as far as how far we think we can go, as far as what we see as our limitations being. Mm -hmm. If we live our life in a place where we let eternity set the parameters for our life, then we are going down the road to living from the timeless realm rather than from the time-bound realm. Mm, wow. I've said before on this podcast, but I'll say it again, a quote that I heard, a life of rest hacks time. Mm. Because the eternal realm is the realm of rest, eternal rest. It said God rested. Yeah. Once he was done creating all this stuff, he rested. Yeah. And all of his works were finished from that point in time. Mm. From that point on, it is eternal. And if we enter into rest... The only thing that we're actually supposed to labor for here on earth is to labor to enter into rest. Mm. And then once we're there, to stay there. Just Once stay. we're there, we're going to stay there. Just remain. <laughs> and time has no hold on us anymore in that place. Mm. Okay. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah. <laughs> once again, if you enjoyed, once again, if you were encouraged yeah, and they should, you should be alert. Yeah, and you should be alert. And we'll be here, and we'll be back here next week. 
It's not going so well. It's not a good ending. It's too choppy. Maybe we should just start from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, All right. Well, if you guys want to um, find us, we're on YouTube. Yep. Or or head over to (laughs) our website. Why are we so bad at this today? (laughs) Okay. We can get this. We can do this. We'll get it. (laughs) From the top? Sure. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today at Let's Go Up as we talked about timelessness. Yes, it's been super fun today, Caritas. It's about time that we cut this off somewhere. Nice one, Dean. See, I knew you'd catch on to the puns. (laughs) It's about time. Yes, I'm proud of you. (laughs) It took me the whole podcast, though. (laughs) But eventually I got there. Awesome. So once again, if you were encouraged by today's podcast, consider hitting like or subscribe or the notification bell, because then next time... Next time? We post, you'll be notified immediately. Thanks so much for joining us. See you next week. Have an awesome week.